Welcome to Art Talk with April. I'm April Harris. I'm the artist of Inked April located in Birmingham, Alabama. And this podcast is going to be about all things art. We'll talk about books, invite some artists to interviews, and much, much more. Let's get started. Welcome to Art Talk with April. Um, I'd like to introduce you guys to Suzanne Noble of Owl Flight, and she is actually a student. Now, where are you a student at? I'm a student at uh, UAB right now, so I just got into the Bachelor of Fine Arts program. Oh, awesome. Okay. So how long have you been doing that now? Uh, I've been a student for almost four years now, so I'm getting a, I'm doing a five-year degree. Um, okay. So yeah, about four years. Okay, cool. Generally, when I think about your art, I think about you doing like pencils and portraits and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You did a recent oil portrait, which was mm-hmm. awesome. It was amazing. Thank you very much. And so are you in an oil class like right now? Yes. So I'm actually getting my BFA probably in oil painting. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, I'm really excited for it um, because it's a medium (laughs) that I hadn't gotten a lot of experience with. My grandmother was a painter and she painted painted that. So I I really wanted to get into it. My favorite thing to do is always going to be portraits. I I love it, but I probably... (laughs) I am probably going to go into uh, oil painting. I've also had a lot of fun with digital painting recently. Yeah, um, yeah, I found I a painting. That. For everyone out there that's watching, Suzanne is not a beginner artist by any means, okay? <laughs> she's young and she's a student, but this is not like something that she's just dipping her toe into. So um, I wanted to make sure that everyone knows that Suzanne has been doing this for a long time. So um Let's talk about that. Let's talk about like, how did you get started in art and, and what got you, I don't know, excited about drawing? Sure, yeah. Um, my grandmother um, is an oil painter and I've been around oil paint my whole life. The smell of turpentine is just, like, has seeped into my brain at this point. <laughs> um, and I'm, it's what her house smelled like. Oh, so wow. I loved, yeah. I loved, I loved painting. I had a couple of uh, still lives that I did when I was little and things like that. But my biggest thing was drawing. Yeah. Um, and I always used, you know, crayons, whatever I could get my hands on. Sure. I used a little twisty. For those of you who are my age, you might have used the twisty uh, crayons and the twisty yeah. colored pencils. I loved those. Um, and then when I was about 11, my dad started helping me with my sort of realism skills and sort of teaching me to like draw stuff upside down and flip it over and and look at it. And so I I credit my dad with, with getting me into drawing portraits, um, which I hadn't really done before just because I was super into, um, television shows and things like that. Oh, sure. And a lot um, of young artists are, so they'll like drawing the ones that they're into. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, for me, it's, I'm ADHD. So the way that I interact with the things that I like is by contributing in the way that I can. So, um, you know, (laughs) this is kind of funny, actually. My first, my first portrait that I did was of a character. I was 13 years old, mind you. It was from a character that I had seen on and off in the Tudors, (laughs) which is not a show I I should have been watching (laughs) at that age, but I really liked, um, one of the actresses in it. And so I did a portrait of her and it won a couple of, it won an award at like a student. <laughs> nice. And no one knew what it was from. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's, so from then on. Who did I you draw? Okay. From the tutors, who did you draw? Oh, um, 
it was uh, Catherine of Aragon. It was Maria Doyle Kennedy, oh, I think okay. it was. I just really liked all of her outfits. I thought they were so yeah. pretty. And um, <laughs> so I did a portrait of her when I was like 12 or 13. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. But um, so I saw you did like some Star Wars scenes, like landscapes mm-hmm. and stuff. That was super cool. So thank you. Um, I guess you did that during the pandemic and everything. Was that like just personal project kind of thing that you were doing? Yeah. So I think one of the struggles I have as an artist is finding my own voice and finding my own stuff because there's so many things about the stuff that I consume already that I love. And so I just make fan works for it. <laughs> um, so the the gouache landscapes that I did, I did one that was Star Wars and one that was Star Trek because I knew that they would be recognizable. I do a lot of little personal fan projects. A lot of my digital paintings are that way. Um, sure. My most recent oil painting is actually of my best friend. Yeah. Um, and that is going to be in the UAB student juried exhibition, which I'm really excited about. Nice. I guess it's going to be a show that they put on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we don't have the exact date yet, but it should be end of January, early February, I believe. Awesome. Um, and it'll be at the at the AFA building. So okay. Yeah. So everybody should check that out. If you, you know, are so local to Alabama, go go to the UAB show at the end of January. Yeah, I've got two pieces in there. I've got an oil painting and I've got a lithograph actually. Uh, nice. because I was in printmaking class this semester. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay. So I took printmaking too, of course. Um, lithograph, are we talking about like on zinc plates kind of thing? So the lithography, I'm actually really lucky that we're able to do lithography because um, the quarry that used to make the stones, it's stone printing. So it's the acid oh. etching and the, and all of that stuff. Yeah. So the stones, um, that they quarried for lithography, um, all of the Toulouse-Lautrec stuff, all of that stuff is, is litho. Um, yeah. and, uh, so they don't actually make them anymore, uh, because it's an obsolete, it's an obsolete art form. It's yeah, not yeah, necessary, but it is so. <laughs> It's yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I wish it weren't. It's really cool, but golly, it is time consuming. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's really fun. Um, I actually, I broke a stone. I broke a rock and I still feel bad about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but we, you know, the press has so much pressure. But um, anyway, but the quarry doesn't make them anymore. So we actually managed to get to a studio that still had some and we're getting rid of them because the studio was closing. So um, my professor just grabbed all of them. Nice. Um, so we have, I want to say close to 30 of them, maybe. Wow. About. So yeah, it's, it was really cool. I got to make a, yeah, giant, that's special. a giant print. So it was really fun. Man, I can't imagine. So like when I, I actually went to AUM in Montgomery and when we did printing, we did a lot of the zinc plates and like some linoleum kind of you know stuff where we carved out or whatever i don't know that that's a tough class <laughs> it, it's, it's like I, really time consuming if you mess yeah. up you're like that's it full disclosure got to see in that class it's my first scene in a while <laughs> uh it took a lot um it was it was rough mostly with the zinc plates because it's again it's time consuming and you have to you know there's a lot of cleanup involved there's a lot of studio maintenance involved there's a lot of you know don't mess this up or you'll have to restart involved. And it's yeah. phew, it's a lot. Um, yeah. And my, my one downfall, my main downfall was uh, that I kept 
forgetting that when you do prints and you scratch in words, you have to put them backwards because they'll print, <laughs> they'll print backwards if you don't. And I did that twice in the same class. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that myself. Oh. So I totally get oh. it. <laughs> it's funny because the piece that I have that's going into the student jury showed the print that I have, there are numbers in it that are backwards, but I was lucky that they really kind of don't distract from the piece. So there, I know there might be some people that go. <laughs> like, oh, oh no. And I'm really proud of it in either way. I love, I love yeah. the piece that I did, but it's just, oh, come on. <laughs> it's the second one. So secret backstory of your... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Printmaking. So. <laughs> yep. You've talked about, like, I guess, sort of trying to find a style and that kind of thing. I feel like a lot of younger artists, you know, you, you kind of feel that pressure of wanting to find your direction, I guess. And like, I'm sure that you have like a, you guys have like a final project or final senior portfolio thing that you guys have to do. Yeah. yeah. And you have to we have, have the, like an a, exhibition. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like a body of work that yeah. is going in a certain direction. Right. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about that and what you're thinking about doing? I have actually. And I don't know if it's going to go exactly how I plan. I don't think anything ever does. Uh, <laughs> when you're an artist making yeah. an exhibition, I think there are always little tangents, but I want to do um, a series focused on identity. Okay. Um, especially just, you know, cause being, I'm, you know, I'm gay. And so putting, I, I put a lot of that into my work because it's, it's a huge part of who I am. Yeah. And then I also want to make a series, not only on identity, but how other people, how other people view you and how other people may handle their own identity if they are hateful in that, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, um, okay. and I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm going to need a lot of guidance on it, but, um, it's it's something that's been a huge part of me for a very long time. And I feel yeah. like it's 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 something that might have been done before, but I'm hoping to bring my own style oh, sure. and viewpoints but, to it. And that's one of those things that, you know, has all that's something that I struggle with as an artist. I think a lot of people struggle with as an artist is that you want to do something unique or something interesting. And you're like, I'm sure this has probably been done before. And then you think to yourself, should I even go down that path but oh yeah you you're going to have such a unique voice to it it's going to be your idea you know your journey so um i'm sure that would be wonderful it sounds wonderful to me i think it would be really interesting of course you like you've got time to work on that like you're not there yet are you where you're working on that oh, yeah. yeah i've got so technically I'm graduating in 23, spring of 23. I'm okay. hoping to take a semester off and build a portfolio and work on it independently yeah. so as to not burn out yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think I think that's one I wanted to mention, like one struggle that I feel like a lot of students have, especially myself, is just that feeling of getting burned out and getting really tired of school and yeah. like not knowing where you're going with it. And like, am I really good enough to be here, especially when you're constantly surrounded by other art? Um I get that a lot. I get a lot of sort of hesitation of like, am I really good enough to be in the program? And so, um, no, of course you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, thank you. I didn't, As, I mean, yeah, like, like, you know, I, I had to pass a panel. Like they liked my work. Yeah. You still, you still wonder that you still, you know, and I struggle a lot with um, my ADHD as well and, and getting stuff done on time. And, sure. you know, it's, it's little stuff like that where school can be super stressful. But I think if I, uh, I think I'm going to take a semester off 
um, yeah. probably next fall and build a portfolio. And that way I can give myself plenty of time to have that sure. body fully realized instead of rushed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I do that myself. You have a deadline and people who are going to be expecting it. And so for me as, you know, like a professional designer and then I'm doing art on the side, I like create my own projects. And then I'm like, I'll plan it out. Like I'll know what I'm going to work on every week. Mm -hmm. it may or may not get done. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it helps to have a deadline and have somebody that's like, okay, you've got this show that you have to have a portfolio and do all these things for. Otherwise, you're going to be like, you know, maybe procrastinating it a bit and kind of overthinking it. And you're like, oh, I don't know about this. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a scary deadline, but it's a deadline that I think is probably necessary for me because otherwise I just won't do it. Yeah. won't do it yeah so for a long time when I was younger that was a big thing like when I got out of college I was like I didn't have anybody really telling me okay this is what like giving me assignment you know like this is what we're going to be doing and this these are what the you know expectations are and what the subject matter the medium and everything so I always struggled with like just making those decisions and then just moving forward and finishing whatever it was I was doing. (laughs) You're like, okay, you don't have anybody pushing you to do it, you know? So that's one of the things that I think really in the end, like makes, makes or breaks somebody like doing it professionally is if they're able to figure out whatever it is that can make them complete it, you know, like exactly actually complete it. And I feel like you, um, as someone who has been doing art for a really long time, you know, like all of your life, then you've kind of gotten that where you're, you know, self-disciplined enough that you're in your own projects, you're interested in what you're doing, that you finish stuff that you're posting online. You have faith in me and it's, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Um, you do, listen, I feel like <laughs> compared to your peers, you probably do a lot and you probably not giving yourself enough credit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, yeah. It's, it's hard right now, especially in the pandemic, just because, I haven't really made anything for myself in a while. I, I work on it, but I'll kind of get tired of it or I'll, you know, just cause I think we've all struggled with that a little bit. I have oh, yeah, a absolutely. huge art block right now. And so yeah. um, it was good to have the school and the deadlines and everything, but no, I, uh, I had, um, <laughs> I had two unfinished paintings, two paintings that I hadn't started the night before all of my paintings were due for my semester. <laughs> and the two paintings that I did in less than two hours the night before they were due, he liked the best. Oh, so how that happens. Yeah. You're like you struggle so hard. Like, what, you know, and maybe it's just like we we overthink it and we want to make things so great and we overthink it. But really, some of the best stuff comes out of just like just doing it because you have to get it done, you know? Much, yeah. That's, it's, that's, that's it's, it's rough. Yeah, I appreciate that faith because I, I, I eventually I'll figure that out. Um, yeah. But I still I have a piece right now that I've been painting for. It's a digital piece, and I did basically a giant canvas. Like it's it's a it, like not mural sized, but definitely like large canvas sized yeah. on the screen. And I have about 45, 50 hours in it, 
Wow. And it's still not done. I started yeah. that <laughs> probably a year ago. And oh it's still not done. And it was supposed to be done for something. And I just didn't. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't the thing is it wasn't school, and so I just had to sort of kind of yeah, I can't do that. Um, Yeah, and I I still feel bad to this day because I'm but I'm proud of it, and I'm hoping it turns out well. But yeah, yeah, no, and most of my personal stuff that I get done is going to be like fan works. Yeah, no, personal projects for me are the ones that I get done most of the time, just because I I like doing them. Yeah. (laughs) Um. It's hard for me to do stuff when I have a prompt that gets me to a little too like rigid. Like you have to do this, you have to do this, and you have to do this. Yeah. Have fun, and that can constrain me a little bit. But I, I do a lot of <laughs> Star Trek stuff because I just I really like it right now. Yeah. Um, and I haven't watched it in a while, so I just make a ton of uh, fan works, and it's it's been really nice to kind of not have the pressure of making everything my own and also you know being able to contribute to something I like and and enjoy it and yeah things like that so that's nice yeah I totally get that but the thing about digital art is that it's safe you know wherever if you've got it saved wherever it is it's not like carrying around a a large sheet of paper you know yeah for sure I've got to protect it and like keep it safe it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's what I love about. I, I love doing digital work, also because you can keep it in all, like, keep it in the same place. My house doesn't get as cluttered as it could be, even though it's yeah, cluttered. yeah, absolutely. I have so much paint everywhere. I hmm, I uh, <laughs> burst a tube of vermilion oil paint the other day. Um, didn't realize it. Tracked it around my house um, <gasps> oh, no. and ruined my white shoes. And only realized when I got to work. Um, so oh, no. no. Yeah, it's, so having digital things is nice because then you don't do that. <laughs> but, but oh well. I'm one of those artists that like, if I, that's one of the reasons why I don't paint. Like watercolor is one thing. I mean, you know, it's, it's water soluble. You can kind of wipe it up. Whereas oil paint, acrylic, stuff like that. I, if I can ruin something, I'm going to ruin it. Like it's going to get on my clothes, on the carpet, on something it's not supposed to be on. I have paint on my jeans. I have paint on my shirt. <laughs> I have paint on my arms, probably. I don't know. I guess we'll find out later. Let's talk about what would you consider one of your biggest successes as an artist? You know, an award that you won or an artwork that you specifically love or there are a couple things i really love that newest uh, oil portrait that i did um yeah. because my friend and i have always joked that she looks sort of like a classical uh painting yeah. and so i did her hair like that um, yeah i noticed that i was like oh look at that so i really like that painting and it got accepted into the stu- uh, student jury show which was just really cool because i i haven't been um, I've been in some student shows in high school. I've been in some in middle school, but I haven't ever really been. An artist juried this work and and yeah. chose it, and it was it's really special to me that that's a thing that I get to do. I get to go yeah, to a reception and and be an artist that's in a gallery. My work <laughs> is hung in a gallery. I mean, it's going to be got, really... you have got to send me the information for that. I will. I totally will. Yeah. Um, we may I'm, have to go to that. I'm so excited for that. But um, but yeah, there's that one, and then this is so nerdy but I'm, I'm nerdy. I 
have been making Trek art for like maybe a year and a half ish. Yeah. I've been noticed by a few of the actors, a few of the producers, stuff like that. Right. Um, and want to talk to me about the things that I love. And that's really cool. Oh, that, yeah. That makes me really happy. Um, that is I exciting. love having that kind of personal a way that my personal work has actually gotten into like me meeting people and talking to people about things that I love. Sure. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because I really wanted to just talk to other artists and like put other artists work out there and just really get into the details of like who you are and what you've been doing and what, you know, like, what are you planning on doing as far as are you planning on like doing portraiture professionally? You think? I want to desperately. I, I do. I, I really think that portrait work is my best work in some senses. Yeah. Um, and I also just really enjoy doing portraits for people. I love like hearing what they want and being able to make something that they love and like for sure. people that they love. Um, I love pet portraits as well. That's one of my favorites. I want to do that, but I also, um, I'm planning on grad school and I'm hoping to um, either get a master's degree in art history or in like a, like a master of fine arts. And I don't know which direction I'm going because I really love art history and I'd love to be a professor sure. and sort of do art on the side. But I also, you know, what would happen if I decided to just get my master's in fine arts and really, really build my style and my skill in that way. So I'm, I'm still figuring that out, but dream job, probably be a portrait artist. Yeah. There's like a, like a master artist, master portraiture association or something that you can get into and be a part of. I feel like there is, and I feel like I've been told about it and it's just in the back of my brain somewhere. I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to look at it. At one time, like, and I'm talking about like, probably 20 years ago, I thought about that myself, but I was never really good at it. I was never really good, not nearly as good as you are at, at portrait, seriously. And I would struggle with it so much, you know, just being able to capture a person and be able to, you know, one of the things is like when you get a commission and someone's paying you for it, you feel like, okay, it's scary. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure. Like they, they need to look at it and be able to say, yeah, yeah, that's my grandmother, or that's my child, or that's my dog, you know, and really recognize it as that, you know, person. And then like, they're like, well, it's not quite right. I'm not sure what it is. You know, it's those kinds of things that would always kind of mess me up. And I would be like, okay. And see, I think that's one of those things where I hate to say this, but I feel like, okay, we're artists. And artists can be a little finicky and have our stuff, you know, like we have to really dig dig down deep sometimes to make something. And that takes a lot from us personally, mentally and emotionally and physically. We have to have the time and, you know, and so then it's like, you know, is it really about professionalism or is it people being understanding that we're putting a lot of, I guess, our humanness into it or our our inspiration and our, like, it takes a lot more than just knocking them out, you know, like we're not, yeah, 
like a factories, you know, that, that can just make things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the important thing with taking commissions is to set a, a realistic deadline, which I never did. I always was like, I haven't done it in two weeks. No, you won't. Shut up. <laughs> um, it's, you know, I, I think, and I, I, but at the same time I was in high school, I should have been taking commissions anyway. I, you know, yeah. it's a matter for me of just setting realistic deadlines because I would look at other artists who'd be like, yeah, I can have it done in the next, you know, three months or so. I'm like, Oh, you can do that. Wait. (laughs) And so, you know, now I've got a more realistic idea of like what I know that I can get done and what I know that I can't. Um, And that's, that's the hard part I think as an artist. And also I think another hard part about commissions is charging what your work is worth. Oh, Um, absolutely. Especially for students, any students that are listening to me, charge more than you think than you need to like your work is worth it like, like you know do an hourly rate of, 10 times yeah. what your your number whatever your number is you know like yeah make it like, so good that you're like oh i've got to get this done <laughs> exactly and the thing is that like you start off small just to like get your name out there you know if you want to do 25 dollar little headshot things if it's sure. you know fine but if you're doing portraiture like I am, if you're doing any work that you spend a lot of time on, whatever you're charging, break it down by the hour, how much time you're spending on that work. If it's not at least, I mean, for me, I, you know, I'm about 25 an hour. If it's not at least what you think your work is worth, charge more. Yeah. Charge what your work is worth because, yeah. you know, you're also going to be working with clients. You're going to be working with revisions. You're going to be buying supplies. You're going to be all, you know, make sure that you're charging what your work is worth. And I think that that's, I think I've gotten better about that, but that's, that's a really hard part too, is, you know, is it worth it that I'm spending all of this time and all of this money mm-hmm. to get paid like $30 for a realistic portrait? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. No, I'm it's, not. Yeah, I did that. And I see that all over the internet too, like people who are doing, and I mean, they are doing more like, I guess, caricature work. Mm-hmm. Like on Etsy, when they do like the full family, you know, like family portrait and it's like characters of the people. But and then they're like charging like twenty dollars or something like that. And then they have (laughs) they get these commissions and there's like hundreds of them for Christmas. And then they're working their tails off just to get these things to people. Yeah. And that's that's the hard part, I think, is also, you know, like cap your commissions realistic deadlines charge what they're worth because the thing is if you're not charging a ton a bunch of people are going to want one because because they like your work and because it's cheap and they know that they can get it for probably not what it's worth um and you'll end up backlogged so much that you can't get it done and that's that's the hard part i think commission work is is tough commissions really add a whole nother level of like there's expectations and deadlines and things that you just don't have all of that kind of stressful stuff when you're doing your own thing. You're exactly. just you're just in love with the subject and you're interested in it and you're having fun and enjoying yourself. Whereas yeah. with commissions, you're running a business really and you've got to make sure that you're doing things properly, you know, and you've got yeah. to have like the capacity to do it. It's mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's rough. And the thing is that if you if you do enough of your art that people like and it's your work, you know, people will want to buy your work. I mean, people yeah. will want to buy maybe prints of it. Um, even if you did it like through a print site, like through like a one of those that make basically makes sure. prints for you and ships them. I mean, you you yeah. lose a little bit of the income, but not too bad. 
And even if you did that, people are going to want to buy your work and support you and support what, you know, your vision and what you like to make. And so, you know, you don't always have to do commissions to make money off of artwork. Mm -hmm. It's helpful, but only if you have the mental capacity to do it and also the general knowledge of like, oh, I'm starting a business because you're basically starting a business. And that's <laughs> that's not easy. It's you're not like easy. Hanging your sign on the door and saying, you know, okay, I'm open. And then when you're open, if you if it's too cheap or you're just taking anything, then it's going overwhelming. Yeah. And I I fully I bailed on that. <laughs> I have not done a commission in a very long time. I'm doing one now um, that I know I can get done. Yeah. Um, and that I'm, you know, and it's for somebody that I care about and I know the animals and it's, you know, it's stuff yeah. like that. You can do little stuff for family or friends, sure. but, um, but yeah, starting a business is no laughing matter. That's why so many artists get a minor in marketing or get a minor yeah. in business because you need it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a lot, you know? And I mean, and honestly, like, like when I was younger and everything, there wasn't as much of an internet presence. So like now you really have to, I mean, it's almost like you've got to know video, you've got to know um, graphics to an extent, or at least have an account with someone where you can, you know, add your images or do text or music or, and, and then you've got to know algorithms and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all these things. Like, I feel like it's an excellent opportunity for artists to get their stuff out there. But you're having to wear a ton of hats when you're doing all these things. And it's very stressful. And then you're putting your you're basically putting yourself out there to be judged in a way like, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, how many likes do you get on something? Like, if you had any issue with that, like feeling like, well, this this artwork, for some reason, didn't get very much, you know, like interaction versus another artwork. Have you had problems with that? Oh, yeah. I think growing up in the digital age has been rough for me, partially because having a post not get a ton of likes or having you know, a stagnant amount of followers for a certain amount of time, you know, my work's not getting the attention that I was hoping that it would like, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, there's this assumption that you've done something wrong or, you know, it's, but yeah. like all art is, is good art to somebody, everybody, somebody sure. is going to like your work and and love what you do and love your vision. So I, yeah. I think it's, you know, if you have to take a break from social media, I definitely recommend that, but I'm not going to do it for likes, I'm going to do it because I just want to share my stuff. Yeah. I just want to have a record of my stuff. And that's, I'm going to start Instagram more for me rather than for other people. And sure. I think that's the difference. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to start getting back into Instagram, but it's going to probably be at the beginning of next year, just where I start doing it as a documentation more than I don't want to have it be somewhere that I'm selling my work somewhere that I'm like, trying too hard to please other people yeah. because I want to make my own stuff. So I think if I had any advice for anybody, especially like me, who's young, who grew up with that impression of like, everybody has to see my stuff. They don't have to like it. Just do it for you. Do it to put it out there. Do it to, you know, keep a record of the stuff that you make because you're going to want it later because I'm sad that there's some stuff that I've made that I didn't post on Instagram that I can't find anymore. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's more of just a document. That's more yeah. of just something that I can. Yeah, use. that's a great way to look at it. I haven't ever thought about that because I mean, like my art has changed so much over the years. That's, I think, one thing that I do really enjoy about social media is that you can kind of see that and you're recording, you know, 
how you've changed and how you've grown and the things that you've tried, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than looking at the numbers, you know, like how many likes, how many comments. And I think now on Instagram, you can actually turn that off where you don't even have to worry about it. You know, like it doesn't, you can like, you may, you may be in the algorithm and getting things like that, but it doesn't show it. So you're just not. So you're not as conscious of it. And yeah, Yeah. I think it's, I think it's important to remember that like, it's not about the likes. It's not about, you know, all that stuff. I like to see the comments that makes me happy. I like to see when people like my stuff. It's nice. It's, it's a, it's a happy thing for me now, less more so than it used to be. So it's, it's, I'm hoping to get back into it a little bit. Yeah. I really like, I think I like the community part of it more like actually talking to other people about like what they're doing, you know? And so it's been disappointing for me, particularly like if I reach out to an artist that I particularly like and they might, they may be very popular or whatever, and then they don't respond and you're like, you know, cause it kind of like rubs you the wrong way. Like, Oh man, you like I really wanted to have a conversation with you about this, but maybe yeah. they have hundreds of comments, you know, so they can't talk to everyone, you know. <laughs> You're like, oh, you know, like I want to talk, but um, so I mean that's the part that I really enjoy personally. But that's part of the reason I wanted to go the, the professor route is just because I know that I'm I'm interested in being a professor because I like teaching people, I like talking to people, I like interacting with people. I think that, that sounds really great. You know, like I think that that would be really fun to do. Yeah, that that's a great direction. I think if you're not going to do the portraiture because you're really good at it, thank you. <laughs> just saying, wow. just going to say. I'll try. <laughs> Maybe, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll be professional enough to do that <laughs> But for the moment, try and stay in school and not get a marketing degree. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I would fail out. That would, that would go badly. So, um, who is a favorite artist of yours? I have two that I want to mention just cause I really like their painting styles. Um, John Singer Sargent, uh, Ooh, there's a yeah. painting of his at the Birmingham Museum of Art. Um, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's this, just this woman in this gorgeous pink silk dress um, in the American art section. And it's, oh, it freaks me out. It's so good. And I love, <laughs> I love the way he does just the, his figures are so expressive and the faces are still so masterfully painted, but there's so much movement in his pieces that I love. Yeah. Um, and then probably and I'll butcher this pronunciation, but uh, J.C. Leyendecker, very expressive paint style in his work. There's a lot of um, hatching, but with paint. Um, and he was oh. he worked mostly in the 1920s. He did a lot of um, advertisements for magazines and things like that. Okay. He also um, he was also, um, from what I understand, gay. And so mm-hmm. he, you know, for me is a huge icon, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm he probably a have a really interesting story, you know? Yeah. I've yeah. seen so much of his work and it's, it's very glamorous. It's very 1920s glamour. Nice. Um, he did some graduation portraits that I really like. He did some uh, magazine advertisements that are really cool. And uh, yeah, he's, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. So those two probably. Do you have a favorite art book? that you would recommend anybody i actually don't buy art books (laughs) um i i really am not a big art book person i have one that i like and i can't remember that who compiled it um but i bought it at barnes and noble it's just a it's an impressionism art book that i really love looking at um impressionist artists i love you know van gogh and i love sure sure gauguin etc 
but yeah. I really, um, I don't know. I, my art book is probably like Pinterest or Instagram um, yeah. because I grew up <laughs> where everything is available to you on online and everything's available digitally. And I'm, I'm able to look at contemporary artists that I really like. I'm able to look at like some of my friends work. Um, reference photos, you know, sure, sketches, sure. things like that. So you so use I, Pinterest yeah. a whole lot to like kind of keep up with stuff you like and what you're into. Yep. Yeah. Are there any other like artists sites that you really follow? Like I used to use DeviantArt a long time ago. Deviant, um, yeah, Deviant. That was my first. I can't one. believe Deviant Art still going. I mean, it has no just idea. been going and going and going. I didn't know anybody <laughs> still used it. I know. <laughs> It's like the MySpace of art of art yeah. sites, but I mean, I'm sure it's. I'm now listen. I haven't been on it. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's better than it used to be. Um, I but, don't know. I feel like I've been on it recently. This I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my stuff's still archived there, which is always yeah, fun to got, look at. My stuff from like 2010. <laughs> um, you know, but I. What sites do I? I mean, mostly Instagram and Pinterest. I use a lot. I use Twitter sometimes. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of artists post on Twitter. Um, but most of the artists that I follow are on Instagram. So people like, um, yeah. like Lowish, I really love their stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Siren. She has a um, yeah. Facebook group that I'm a part of. You ought to join the Facebook group. <gasps> yes, please. I but it's just that. all digital, you know, everybody, but she's, you know, she shares a lot of other stuff, you know, more like she probably oh, yeah. would patron, you know? Yeah. And I think she has a lot of tutorials that she posts and yeah, it's, Really, really cool stuff. It's everything so flowy in her work. I love yeah. it. Favorite art supplies. Clip Studio Paint is my favorite. I use the transparent watercolor brush all the time. Nice. It's what I do all of my portraits with. I don't use any other brushes. I'm so lazy. Um, <laughs> and then I love uh, Gamblin oil paint. That one's, I, I use the student and the regular grade. And then I use some Winsor and Newton as well. Um, oh, nice. And those are great. I really, really like the Gamblin paints. I think Windsor and Newton also makes the linseed oil that I use when I paint. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that's Windsor and Newton. And I really like that. In terms of graphite, I'm typically more like the Faber-Castell side of things. I usually really like their pencils. Um, I also tend to use mechanical pencils for portraits, which is a very middle high school thing to do. I love mechanical pencils. What are you talking about? Is that a middle school, high school thing to do? Well, no, it is to my, like some of my professors, they see me like doing portraits and like shading with a mechanical pencil. They're like, why are you doing that? Just use the side of a like regular pencil I'm like but they get dull and I don't like it so I no. use the mechanical ones <laughs> exactly. it, it makes me upset and so I don't use the regular ones because I have to keep sharpening them because I'm <laughs> exactly. particular about it I hate sharpening like why? it's just it's annoying yeah it's it's the worst doing I also use like paint brushes and stuff to blend graphite um oh, I nice. don't use the blending stumps because to me yeah, it like scrubs it into the paper yeah and it it makes it uneven and like splotchy and it just doesn't look right to me. Now, some people are really good at that because they've been doing it since they were like in middle school and they just yeah. know how it works and that's fine. But I use paintbrushes because to me, it sort of spreads the graphite over the paper in a way that you can you can scrub it in if you want, but it's not going to be super splotchy and it's way easier to control the acrylic fiber brushes. Okay. Um, especially if they're white, because then I can know which brushes I've used for graphite nice. and which ones I use for paint. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I've never thought about doing that, but I've always hated those, those blending stump things. I'm like, like like you get like the art sets for Christmas or whatever. And that's like the part I throw out. I'm like, "Eh, 
you know, I don't need that part. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, we all remember the I, people my age are going to remember the like the big like zip up black art sets that had like the really crappy markers and like maybe some colored pencils and they had <laughs> a sharpener and good pencils and then like blending stumps. And I threw like most of the stuff away except for the colored pencils and the good pencils <laughs> and the sharpener and the eraser. The white vinyl eraser is always top notch. You've got... The art exhibit coming up in January. Um, any are do you still have a website? Where where can we find your work? So I'm still I am going to start working on my website again. I took my website down. I am going to put up a, sort of a, just a portfolio site and not like a business site. I had it up to to sell stuff and it wasn't yeah. really going how I wanted it to. And I was in high school. Um, so <laughs> starting a business in high school, cool. good decisions. So I, uh, so I'm starting my website back up pretty soon, probably. Um, and that'll just be suzannenobleart.com. Um, okay. I want to have it up spring break or possibly even summer, just because I have to compile everything and, and yeah. make sure that it's all right. But, um, and I'll let you know when it's back up for sure. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. But my, right now, honestly, um, since I'm starting Instagram up again, the best place to find me would be on my Instagram at owl underscore flight. Um, yeah. That's probably where I'm going to be posting most of my new stuff from now on. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about all of this. Thank you for listening to Art Talk with April. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe.